Hope FM, a voice for the community. You're listening to Community and Now with me, Dan, singing for, for Blair uh, today. Um, delighted to say that Liz Soft from Community Action Network is also uh, joining us, uh, stepping up uh, to the plate for our, our Cannes special this month. Good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're morning. listening. Good morning. <laughs> we'll do that one. Yes, welcome along, um, Liz. Um, if people are tuning in maybe for the first time, that's a Community Now, I like mm-hmm. Can special just explain what is the community action network what does it do how does it support i always describe can as a charity that supports charities Mm -hmm. so we work with organizations 600 of them across dorset and we empower them we enable them with volunteer support and uh, connect different community groups together Fantastic. And what's your what's your specific role within? Yeah, so I'm the volunteer coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I work with organisations on all things volunteer management, supporting them to have volunteers at their organisation, but also matching volunteers to volunteer roles mm-hmm. and supporting them to get back out into the community. Yeah, well, we are all about volunteers here um, at Hope FM. Uh, so we love the work that Community Action Network um, does. Um, in a little while, we're going to find out who the community hero in the spotlight for the month of March is each and every single uh, month um, uh, can uh, pick a, a charity to to shine the spotlight on and we we have them on uh, to, to, for an interview here to find out about um, their work in in-depth uh, chat uh, Blair's going to be chatting to this month's um, community hero very shortly but if we fast forward to a week on Friday the 8th of March um, it's International Women's Day so I know we're doing this a week early but because we have you mm-hmm. uh, and can in the studio because you work with so many organisations and charities I thought it'd be good to do it um, today International Women's Day of course if you're not aware a, a day a, a global uh, day focusing in on women's rights and um, gender equality and also highlighting areas of, of violence and abuse against women too and before we reveal uh, the community here in the spotlight um, I thought we'd highlight some of the other organisations that CAN works with um, that are really forwarding uh, women's rights um, across across Dorset. Do you want to take us through yeah. uh, a couple of them? So we've got a, an organisation called Families and Babies. They, they cover Dorset and um, it's really supporting women around breastfeeding mm. and normalising it and giving them um, the information to empower them to make the decision around breastfeeding because there's can be a lot of taboos Mm. and awkwardness about it so they really do support women um you know helping them through that journey when they've had new babies Mm. and and trying something do they speak with like businesses coffee shops and stuff like that because you often see on a coffee shop maybe there's a sticker on the window that says like breastfeeding is Mm. is welcome here but it doesn't it's not always the case with um, other places that they they talk to businesses and places like that too to try and raise awareness. Yes, they yeah. do, and they yeah, and they offer support really yeah. and training around that maybe to organisations yeah. that you know want to know a bit more about it and how they can support women to come in and use their facilities and and provide them something a place to go and yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah, familiesandbabies.org.uk um, is their is their website. There, um, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember if we feature. 
as I'm not usually in this seat on Community Now. I'm not sure if they've been a, a community hero in the spotlight um, before, but all of these organisations that we're talking about um, this month specifically, uh, they're all um, hero organisations um, in the sense of International Women's Day, which is coming up next week. I know this next project uh, were featured as a community hero in the spotlight. Um, I think it was last year, mm-hmm. um, the Space Youth Project. So they um, are an organisation which support the LGBTQ plus community, um, support them and help them with positive um, and social. So, what's the word I'm trying to really badly use? Self-esteem yeah. um, and help them to um, feel comfortable in their own skin really um you know it can be a really daunting time for young people it's up to the age of 25 and just to help them feel comfortable and normalize again what Mm. how they're feeling and and make them feel part of their community and especially at the moment i I know that their support of um the trans community as Mm. well and when you when you see uh, certain stories in the news on newspapers or, or agendas on online the social media it must be such a terrifying mm. time um at the moment maybe with the the so-called culture war that's going to maybe ramp up with a, a big elections coming up mm. this year that oft, is often used as a bit of a as a as a stick or a, a bit of a weapon um, against people it must be such a, a scary mm. time yeah they they have support groups and and um they have you know, chance for people to meet mm. together, have a chat. Um, you know, they have older people there that can be um, a support to younger people going through this mm. time of change for them. Um, so it's really a lifeline for people. Yeah, yeah, brilliant work of the the Space um, Youth Project. Um, what else? Because there's there's quite a few to, mm. to get through, isn't there? Yeah. The organisations that you work with. Because how many organisations? Over six hundred. Over six hundred, yeah. and we're just picking out just a, a few yes. today on Community Now. But let's let's find out about Shine. So Shine Project is something actually my daughter um, has been on the receiving end of it. it, it they go into schools um, and support young girls really um around self-esteem so it can be i mean my daughter did it through covid so it mm. was um online but it's going in and you know making them feel good about themselves because i think so much around social media and everything is so much pressure on young people that it's um it's really good to be able to sort of build up young people's self-esteem and make them feel good about themselves yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a new story last last week, wasn't there, about um, how many young people would consider themselves as not, not necessarily even depressed, just sad at the mm. moment with the pressures and the, this post COVID um, generation. It's, it's hard enough, mm. and it was hard enough for for uh, for me when I was young, and I was sure for, for yourself as well, um, Liz. But with everything else, the the different world that it is, I can't imagine trying to go through my teens with social media no. being a thing. No, mm. and that's what yeah, that's what I think about with my children mm. as well. We didn't have it, and now it's twenty four seven. You know, yeah. so it's it's good to have these organisations in place to support young people yeah. to sort of come come through these different things that they're going to come up in life yeah the uh, the next organization that we're focusing i know these guys have been on um on hope fm uh before and and um uh, interviewed had their work um spotlighted on the station before safe and sound dorset yes so they are an organization that support vulnerable women um so it can be women that are on the receiving end of domestic violence or 
um, or out in the streets or refugees. It's, it's a whole host mm. of, of women and it's um, they have the Well Cafe in Boscombe yep. and they have support groups that run there. Um, they have craft sessions. Um, it's, a, again, a safe space for women to be in and to, to be able to talk to other people in similar situations to themselves. Yeah, it's Eurythmics and Aretha Franklin together on Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves. The track as chosen by Liz from Community Action Network for our International Women's Day focus on this edition of A Community Now. 600 organisations that you represent, organisations and charities at Community Action Now. We're giving them all the support and um, the tools that they need um, if an organisational charity is listening or they know of one and is not involved with CAN and they want to find out more how can they find out more about CAN okay so they can visit our website at can100.org um, and then in there you can search for various different things like mm. membership or going yeah. to do volunteering or you can email us at hello at can100.org yep. if you've got an email or importantly can, yeah. yeah you can telephone us and it's um, 01202 466130. Yeah, um, and same goes for the volunteers as well. People are looking uh, for, not quite sure what they want to do, mm-hmm. or they, they, they're thinking they've got some spare time to, to volunteer because volunteers makes our country go where it goes, doesn't it? Um, there's a really good FAQ, frequently asked questions on yeah. the website um, as well. If you're, you're trying to figure out what volunteering opportunity, if, whether volunteering is right for you, um, and they can reach out to you on that same number as well, can yeah, they? Yeah, they can. They Perfect. can call us. Yeah. Remind us one more time the number. Okay. 01202 Brilliantly remembered. It's like we've got it written down in front of us as well. It's good. I'm terrible with phone numbers. So, um, yes. Yes. Hope you managed to, to get that noted or reach out to Hope FM anytime. We can always put you in contact. We can. Okay. Time now for the main event to reveal the community action... Try that again. Community hero in the spotlight for the month of March. Let's play this. To give a little bit of ceremony around it. Who is the hero this month, Liz? And the winners are. um, It's the Inara Project. And um, they're an organisation that um, support not only vulnerable women and young women, but also refugees and asylum seekers. Um, to again empower them and thrive in their communities brilliant um coming up next then uh blair um, in conversation with ranji mazabin she's the director of the inara project thank you so much for joining us today liz thank you well firstly a big congratulations to rajni who is the director of the inara project well done and being selected as the community hero uh, of the month thank you hi so tell us a wee bit about how did the project sort of come to be? I know you've been on the radio with me before, but let's assume nobody knows anything about it, Rajni. So yeah, how did it all start? What was what got it going? So um, it started about three years ago, and um, me and my a few of my friends got together, um, and we've all kind of grew up in. Um, Paul and Bournemouth but we went to university in larger cities um, and we experienced the diversity and the opportunities there Um, and then when we came back to Paul um, we didn't feel like there were enough opportunities for young women like us from our backgrounds um, in terms of young Muslim women from um, Bangladeshi or um, South Asian Arab communities Um, 
So we thought, why not create it ourselves and encourage young women to um, access those opportunities and get more involved in the community and care about social causes. I mean, very often, and particularly in, in religious organisations, Christian, Muslim, whatever, that women very often have taken a bit of a back seat, haven't they, uh, in terms of, of history? Has that been a, a problem for you, being, being a, obviously being a Muslim? Uh, I mean, how are women generally treated within your community? Um, we, we're considered um, the gems of our community. So Muslim oh, well, women are it? treated. Um, so Islam gives us our um, all of our rights. Um, and we are really blessed with how, um, you know, there are rulings and um, conditions that are put in place to protect our rights and protect us as women. So um, in society, women are um, in general have a bit of a disadvantage and are treated unfairly. Um, and we're still catching up with that. Um, even after the suffragette uh, movement in the Western society, we are still catching up with um, certain rights that we aren't given. Um, but Islam gave that to us 1,400 years ago. Um, we're, we're always treated seen as equals in terms of our how we're seen in the eyes of God. Um, but extra um, caution is given to um, men to protect their women, to um, empower them, to encourage them, to look after them because of the vulnerabilities and because of how we've been treated in the past. Um, so um, in the current community, we are... Um, we are seen as leaders of our homes, leaders in the community, um, leaders um, for our children, um, for society. So um, we are, um, but we're still trying to sort of catch up with that in terms of encouraging young women to see that in themselves. Um, so that's where NARA Project comes in. Uh, fantastic. Now, you've got two main objectives. The, the first one is uh, empowering vulnerable women. So what do you mean by empowering? And, and how did you set about uh, uh, tackling that that very, very laudable uh, aim, if you like? Yeah, so there are lots of disadvantaged groups in the community. But when you're a woman and in that disadvantaged group, you're even at the bottom of the list. So um, refugee women, refugee asylum, um, uh, asylum seeking women, um, women who um, are isolated in the community, women who um, English isn't their first language, um, women who've come from countries that education wasn't um, wasn't encouraged. So they've come over here with no background, no skills, unable to get jobs. So we as a as a second um second generation immigrant um daughter of an of immigrants in this country i was given the opportunity to access um education and skills um and empowerment so i want we wanted to give back to give that back to women who haven't had those opportunities so we started off by creating um care packages um and support packages for women in domestic violence refuges who have um fleed um um, awful situations um, and then we slowly went on to create services where women can um, come to our services and become a volunteer themselves so our first project was a community kitchen where women and um, refugee women and asylum seeking women came and they cooked their own recipes and gave that to the homeless so we empowered them we gave them the opportunity to volunteer themselves gain skills that will go on their cvs that will go on their um in their in their repertoire so um, and they're really thankful for that. So we've continued that on throughout um, the last few years and done loads of other services to encourage skills in women. Now, in terms of uh, of the women actually that participated, what sort of background did they have? Were, were they all from the Islamic community? 
No, so we've got um, women from, uh, yes, from the Islamic community, but also from um, the Venezuelan community, from asylum seeking communities from Ukraine, um, from the Ukrainian side, um, and from all over the world. Um, we've got women whose English isn't their first language, so they're from, it, it doesn't necessarily mean they're from a Muslim community, but from um, a um uh, a varied uh, background and we've got the women in domestic violence refu um, um, refuges they're all women um, from you know who are English uh, and born and born brought up in English so just because you are from a British and English background doesn't necessarily mean you're still given the um, necessary um, uh, advantages that this country offers sometimes so we still recognize that within all backgrounds and communities. I suppose also that, that coming together just having a fellowship together and being in each other's companies in itself, of course, would be a great encouragement to you all. Honestly, it's been amazing. We've really seen a connection between like-minded young women from the ages of even from 14 to 30. And we've even got volunteers who are in their 60s, 70s, um, who have all come together for this one cause um, that means so much to them. And we've even got volunteers who are from... Um, who are working remotely from other countries um, um, and other cities. So we've gone international, but they're all working towards this tiny little um, project in the south coast of England, um, which is amazing because it just means that we are very unique. There's not many organisations out there like us in the communities, even in diverse um, areas like Birmingham and um, Cardiff. Um, there's still there's still pockets where the, the, these um, these issues are not highlighted and targeted and we are doing that and they relate to that message so they're still coming to us all the way down here so in a very real sense you're trailblazers aren't you uh, i'd like to think so i'd really like to think so and i think that um that encourages our volunteers in their work hope fm a voice for the community